You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to Cooperative Multiplayer Live, the official 4-1 Game Zone podcast. And man, it feels like it's been longer than this almost two weeks or whatever it is <laughs> that we've been gone. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and with me is my usual co-host, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Oof, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but yeah. It feels like it's been a while. About two weeks. <laughs> that's that's too long in the gaming world. Too much stuff has been going on. Especially this week where we had Gamescom. But because we missed that like week and a half and I still have to watch the Gamescom press conference of Microsoft's and EA's that we're going to do that uh, tomorrow or Thursday at some point. Uh, I have been consumed by the G1 Climax 25 and been doing reviews and podcasts for that and kind of, I'm going on like four hours of sleep between two days right now, so that's wonderful. Uh, you don't even need to watch Microsoft one because you already know that Halo, that Halo RTS 2 got announced, so that's all you need. Yeah, that is all I need. I'm excited for that now. I need to actually go back and play some more of Halo Wars 1. It's been a while. I'll play this has that all units button. That's all it'll have. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's that's what it needs. So, what's been going on with you and the time we've been going here? Eh, playing some games. That's about it. Alright, well, since you already said it, what games have you been playing? Uh, I finished Life is Strange, Episode 4. Uh, been playing the Talos Principle. It's a little Final Fantasy typo. I re- reinstalled Tomb Raider. Uh, I finally finished Sorcerer King, so Adam can get off my back about it. And Deception 4, I still got to kind of work on, but that's mostly fine. You'll get to it. Well, I gotta review that Velocivox still, which shouldn't take too long. I don't know that there's really much to that game other than the same thing over and over, just getting to the procedural levels. But like, I like Deception Four, like this new version, a lot, but it still suffers from kind of the same problems as the last one. So, it's kind of annoying. Which were what? Basically, like you have launcher traps that pop out of the ground to like launch a foe in the air. And you don't really have a clear, uh, there's no real clear way to know where they're going to land. So you can't properly combo traps together when the person lands like one square out of out of range for the trap. So that could kind of annoying. Yeah, I can see how that can happen. The one weird thing about the game, though, is about 80% of the levels have a video... Mm-hmm feature for them to, to show you how to beat it. Uh, 
Wait, so that means it shouldn't be hard to figure out what you're supposed to do, right? Well, it can be, because even with that, it's still not 100%, but I'm, I really question why that feature's in there. Like, it, it's helpful, for sure, but it's just like, why is this here? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is weird. You'd think that they would have, I don't know. Well, it's like, if you want to do that, fine, but have like a, you know, if you fail the mission once or twice, then show that video. I just have it on the menu. <laughs> and Life is Strange was, was still cool. <laughs> I still need to get through those games. I'm going to make that my mission of start knocking out some games once this G1 is over. I'm so behind. I still need to buy episode 4 and episode 5 of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And then be done with that. Oh, yeah, I also broke Diablo 3. <laughs> How did you do that? I should do that. I basically bought yeah. an item pack from some dude online. Uh, and it breaks the game. Like, within one hit, you can go from level 1 to 70. Uh, you, I regenerate like 2 billion life a second uh, what else like my attack speed like is off the rails apparently like I showed a video to a friend and he was like this is cr like this takes the fun out of the game and I was like no this makes the game fun <laughs> I can just blow through all this crap yeah get through all the monotony to get to what I want to play nah yeah, it's only five bucks, so it's kind of worth it for me, actually. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. <laughs> this is real dumb, and I I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? That's about it for me, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've only played, like, about an hour of the game I'm reviewing called Velocibox, which is pretty much like a Vita game, but it has crossplay with the PS4. It's the only way I can play because I don't have a Vita. It's like a procedurally generated like Twitch game where you're this, you control this orange, th this orange box and you're trying to gobble up other orange boxes that are randomly laid around this, th this thing, this uh, level, and basically, it's like you're in this tunnel that goes really fast, and you have to move the thing around in a circle to try to get to the open spaces before you get to the spaces that are blocking you first. Like, if you, you basically run into something, you die. So, uh, you can jump, but I find that the jumping doesn't really work that well. It's just so much easier just to try to avoid anything. And even then, it's just like, man, it, sometimes, even when you jump, you, it kind of gets you a little bit disoriented, so you'll just see this next thing coming, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, and you die. Just, it's, yeah, it's, it takes some getting used to if you're not used to those kind of games, especially for me, who I don't play that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's probably going to take me a little bit to get through the... I don't know how many levels the game has or whatever, but I've gotten, I think, that it's like the first five, and I just keep dying. So, yeah. Does it have I an mean, end, or does it just kind of go on forever? I don't know. I need to look that up, actually, if it ever ends or just 
you keep playing it till you just get tired or whatever. Because it kind of reminds me of like Super Hexagon. That's what it reminds me of too. Like almost the exact of Super Hexagon. But you know, it's. You know, I, I thought it was made by like the same people. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's made by Loot, so. I don't know. If, uh. That means anything. But. Not, not to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's already very, uh, the three reviews are great, middle of the road, and terrible. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny. Okay. So, let, let's move on to talk about the uh, lots of news that has happened in this time period. Uh, not most of all, we finally got the confirmation that we pretty much knew was happening. We've talked about it on this podcast. I think we talked about it with Robert when he was on his tirade of Final Fantasy. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura has officially come out and said that Final Fantasy VII Remake will see dramatic changes to the game's combat system. Yeah. Uh, you know. No shit. <laughs> they, they, they don't, <laughs> don't want to do turn-based combat anymore, so... I mean, but really with, like, you know... We've seen them do turn-based for portable games and it seems to work there but really what what portable game well you know uh, Bravely Default and um, the Final Fantasy 3 and 4 remakes and whatever you know yeah but they're, they're operating on like much smaller budgets and graphics right that's what I'm saying like Plus, but they work for that system because it's just something that it, you can go, but you're used to playing it that way. You're used to playing it with those graphics and that that look and everything. When you're trying to play this epic game that now has graphics that are supposed to model what we saw in Advent Children and everything, playing the game in a turn-based manner is going to seem awkward to most people who have not. We we have to remember there's gonna be a lot of people that pick up this game, not. Based, not not the players that have played this before. There's going to be a lot of people that pick up this game for the first time off of all the hype. And if you try to sit there and play it with the old system, they're going to get turned off. I, and they probably won't play it. Well, the reason it's not going to be turn-based is because Nomura's out of his mind. Like, they can do... They could, they could do a turn-based game just fine if they wanted to. Well, it wasn't Final Fantasy XIII turn-based, really? No, it was active. Yeah, but I mean, that's what that's what, that's what the fucked up part about it was is it I, it was too you had to be too on the ball in that game, like with job switching and like entering in commands. Like it was just easier to keep pressing X because that was the default, or I mean, that was like the computer chose what to do. Yeah, but then again, with you know cloud and and all having the sword and everything, like wouldn't you want what, don't you think there's going to be a lot of people that will want to be able to walk around and slice people up with a sword and everything instead of waiting on a turn? Yeah, but they can play air guys for that if they want. Right. 
Like, I mean, I, couldn't they try to offer two modes? Really? I mean, we I used mean, to have it where you could have the active and wait. Well, like, Chrono Trigger had that. I yeah. remember that. But, uh, I also question, I don't know how many new fans this is going to bring in. I think it will. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be going, what the hell is this Final Fantasy VII, and why is everybody wanting to freaking... Why is everybody going gaga over it? Why are there so many reaction videos, people crying, and all this stuff when it was announced? Like, there is going to be a ton of hype around this game. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a bunch of people that have never played this game that are going to hear it from their friends, that are going to hear it from the internet, that are going to hear it from everywhere and go, okay, well, i got to pick this up then. They'll hear it from and, their, they'll hear it from their dad. Yeah, their dad, their, it's, <laughs> Everything. So I mean, yeah. By the time the game comes out, you know, I could be telling my daughter about it. <laughs> you, you mean when it comes out in 2020? Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's just to me. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I don't want to see it become like Final Fantasy 15, though. I mean, if we're, I don't mind if it becomes that, but they've got to still. He says recognizable, so that that means that tells me. We better still have Materia. We better still have Summons. Um, all, all the, you know, better still have Overdrives. You mean when it breaks? Yeah. Or when it breaks. Whatever. That, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck on Final Fantasy X. But, uh... See, I don't think they couldn't do a Final Fantasy XV because in that game, you're only playing as that one character. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. So, like... But that's what I'm saying. Like, why couldn't you... Like, Final Fantasy X, their turn base was just a lot faster than what we're used to. Like, I don't see why you couldn't do something like that where it's sort of like Final Fantasy XIII, but it's not like where you're having to change paradigms and all this stuff. You're just... Well, Final it's, Fantasy... It's fast. X was just still turn-based, though. Yeah. That was fine. But, I mean, I don't like that game at all, but the battle system was fine. You can finally kill Chocobos. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, just... Okay, I can see everybody's problem with the turn-based thing. Like, I, I, you know, but we grew up with that, though. You know, we grew up with turn-based games and, and playing games where you had to wait and you had to strategize and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, unless it's a strategy game, people just... You know, today's gamer is not... They, they're just not used to that, so... If anything, I would actually like to see it play like Dragon Age Inquisition. That's, yeah, okay. That's real weird saying that, but that like it would be a fighting engine I could see in like a like Final Fantasy Seven remake. Like where you can move around but you still have to choose your like your attacks and stuff? Yeah, and you can switch between characters, so if you just want to play as Yuffie all the time you can. God knows why. And yeah, you have like a big fat item, like menu bar, and you can pause the game if you want to to like issue commands and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. I think that more of you know, it's not just going to be about the battle system, it's, you know, and the graphics and whatever. I mean, I think definitely there's going to be parts of the story that's going to be taken out, I'm sure, or changed around uh, to fit today's. They'll have world. DLC that's like Aerith Reborn. <laughs> Probably. You can, you, you, so. you can bring her back. Uh, you or, know, I, I wouldn't be surprised either if they make the 
characters more cohesive. Like, I don't think we're going to see where you pick party members and they go away. And then you never get to, in, you know, like in the old game where you literally had certain times where you could only have these people and then you'd never see Yuffie and whoever and Barrett or whatever for whole parts of the game and then they would come back and then you'd have to choose who you wanted and all that stuff. I think it's going to be much more like 10 where you had them in the party the whole time and you just switch them out at will or or something and they'll make the story more where they're more around each other instead of you know just it they disappear and whatever because well, well that was the thing about the original seven was i think yuffie and vincent were weren't like key characters at all yeah so I, I wonder if they will make them key characters though or at least more important to the story than just extra characters i mean i imagine they will so i mean They've built up Yuffie pretty well in, like, the other games and stuff, so... Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, she's there, mostly. Uh, and Sid, too, and... Uh, you know, I'm surprised they never had, like, Red 13, like, be a summon at Kingdom Hearts. But... Well, you know. there's actually, in the first Kingdom Hearts, Bahamut was going to be a summon in that game. But they took him out. Oh, I can... Like, there are game files on the disc that say, like, Bahamut summoned. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, you know, probably the kids would have got scared, so... It's whatever, I guess. Let's just hope the Knights of the Round Table stole a five-minute-long five summon. <laughs> oh, that's getting taken out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So... Yeah, I mean, aside from 7, uh, we also got an announcement that Final Fantasy Explorers is coming to the West in 2016. Uh, it will arrive on January 26th. Uh, it's pretty much... It's it's on 3DS, so... It's pretty much like Crystal Chronicles meets Monster Hunter. It really looks like Monster Hunter when I first saw it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain. If Final Fantasy Monster Hunter, that seems... I don't care much about the Monster Hunter universe, but if you put Final Fantasy creatures and things that I know, I will certainly want to play it more than than a universe that I don't understand. So apparently, you're gonna—it's gonna have the job system and everything too. So hey, and you can play not just by yourself, but with up to three friends. So, interested or? I don't know of any recognizable Final Fantasy monsters. <laughs> Well, um, the Behemoth and the Marlboro, the the thing that looks like a big old big ass plant that things come out of it. I just know uh, Cactar and the Moogle King. <laughs> yeah, the Moogle, yeah, Moogle King. Um, I I'm drawing blanks right now, but I I know a bunch of them off the, the just uh, the jellies. Um, I thought that was Dragon Quest with the slimes. No, that's the slimes, but there's always been jellies with uh, the flan or whatever um, that have the different uh, elementals. Those have always been in there. Okay. At least fence. At least eight. Uh, they might have been in seven, but I remember them being there. Um, it's been a while since I played seven, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in ten, so. And they're they're all over ten because that stuff they they do a bunch of elemental stuff all the time because 
Lulu's like a big figure in the game, so, you know. Well, uh, I mean, speaking of another Final Fantasy game, now, this has apparently been sort of refuted, but has not been completely said no to either. Apparently, somebody got confused when they did the, the one of the uh, orchestral shows. Um, the conductor, Arnie Roth, uh, there was music from Final Fantasy Twelve on set, so... He talks to, uh, he, I guess he's talking to the crowd or he's talking to somebody and says that sort of alludes to maybe a remake, but I don't think he means a remake. I think he means like a remaster, like 10, uh, because there really wouldn't be a need to remake 12. Uh, getting the remaster treatment would probably be enough. It's not that old. Um, then, in response, uh, in a con the same concert but in Pittsburgh, um, Hitoshi Sakamoto says that that was regarding the Final Fantasy XII like arrangements or whatever. The term remake was used in error during one of the announcements regarding the game. But he doesn't say that it's not happening either. So, you know, I mean, this has been a rumor for like a while that ever since the 10 announcement got made, 12 would follow at some point, especially the way the 10 sold and they even remade it for the PS4. I mean, I, I've always advocated to you that I want to see 12 remade or not, remastered, but you are, are not a such big fan of it, so... I just never, I think I played 12 for like 5 minutes. <laughs> like, I have it somewhere, but I just never played it. To me, I just... I had never played MMOs or whatever when I played 12 the first time. And then also, it's... The, the story just kind of... It's really weird, and you... You exp meander a lot. There is... The, the world is big... And there's a lot of times where you're exploring and you feel like it just goes on forever. And if I didn't have a guide, I probably wouldn't even have known where to go most of the time. So, you know, I, I mean, they're probably not going to fix any of that stuff. But I think now that I have a different appreciation for MMOs and the battle system, which is one of the things I hated from the game, which I feel like I would appreciate more now. I would probably like it a lot more, but I also, you know, so if it's going to be made available, I think it's, it would be kind of cool. I want them to release King Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 on PS4. Don't you have a PS3? Yeah, it's not a good one. Uh, and I have Kingdom Hearts 1 for it, like 1.5 or whatever they called it, but... Well, you, they need to because the Xbox One needs to get the first Kingdom Hearts games before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out because... Yeah, it's gonna fill up all that backstory. <laughs> yeah, really. Because there's a ton of it. I'm sure I'm sure, the, I'm sure. the Kingdom Hearts 3 is gonna have like a four-hour cutscene in the beginning that explains everything. <laughs> or a tutorial is gonna do it again. And, and this is when you, this is when Yen Sid went bad so Terra and Ventus and the chick had a fight against him and like that's hour one 
and then this is Sora, and this is Roxas, and it's a dear guy, kill me. And that'll be unskippable also. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll you'll have to go through that three hour tutorial again with Roxas again. It's, uh... That that is the one thing that makes me not want to go back and play the two point five. That tutorial with Roxas feels like it takes forever. Yeah. Most of that game takes forever. I mean, let's be real. Like, I like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 kind of a lot, or I did at the time, but mm -hmm. those games, like, take a long-ass while to get moving. moving. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm i still stuck uh, on Ansem Riku. <laughs> I should have just not played it in prime mode and beat the game and then whatever. But. Yeah. It's like, no thank you. <laughs> I, I got through almost all the games just fine. I just it's the one single battle where you don't have Donald Goofy saving your butt, and you have to really sit there and watch your potions and all that. It's like uh, crap. <laughs> but all right, so moving away from fantasies, even though Sony looks to be giving you a fantasy later with PS Plus, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So, Robert Boyd of the Boyd Games, who uh, had a hand or is responsible for making, uh, is it, uh, it's Cthulhu Saves the World and Star, Comstar Online or something, I, I, why I can't remember the other name of the game, but either way, he says that he thinks indie games are getting too comfortable with the $20 price tag. And that it's going to be hurting indie games uh, later on because it's not no longer an impulse buy. Uh, you know, you see $20, you really are expecting a lot more out of the game than, say, if it was 10 or 15 And then, you know, maybe you aren't as apt to buy it because, you know, $20 is still $20. It's, you know, money you can put down on a pre-order for a bigger game. It's, uh, you know, if there's a game on sale for $20, a AAA game or something, you might want to buy that instead. You know, he says that, you know, lower prices equal more buys. And that, you know, maybe this $20 thing is a little bit too much. It seemed like by the time we got to the end of the 360 and PS3, indie games had sort of settled on somewhere between 10 and $15. Then we started here with the new generation at 15, and then it really quickly went to 20. Do you think it just has to do with the costs and everything that it takes to make the games now with these new systems? Obviously, some of the games deserve it, like Ori and the Blind Forest and Rocket League and whatever, but is he right or wrong here? Uh, he's partially right. I mean, games have gotten more expensive since, like, the launch of 360 or PS3. But I think they've also gotten a little more ambitious. Like, as far as gameplay and graphics, like, Ori looks amazing. And you could get reductive and say it's just, like, like Meat Boy or something, but it's worlds ahead in terms of gameplay and, like, the look of it. Right, and, yeah, it, like, Rocket beautiful. League could have been cheaper, personally, I think, but... You know, twenty bucks. Especially still fine. if they're going to introduce all this DLC for it now too. Yeah. Like you can still get cheap games on Steam, so. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things. Like in in 4PC this week that just came out, 
about a few hours ago, if you're listening live or listening in the morning, is that, you know, uh, John brought up the point that Steam sales and PS Plus and Xbox Live or whatever have a, might have a little bit to do with this because if a game's already 15 to $10, 10 to $15, when it goes on sale, it's not going to go on this big sale. But if it's $20, when it goes on sale to $5, that seems like a bigger deal and people are more apt to look at it and pay attention to it or whatever. So, I mean, and I, and I can kind of see that, too, because the same thing with, you know, PS Plus and Gains for Gold, you know, Rocket League pretty much lived off the hype that it received from the people who got it for free on PS Plus. Then they told all their friends who maybe don't have PS Plus, and they bought it, or whatever, and now it's become this this huge phenomenon or whatever where the servers got overloaded and all that stuff. And it is a fun game, but... You know, you use that to further your sales. So, you know, and and you're you're not even thinking about it being twenty dollars because you got it for free. So, eh, I mean, I can see both points. I can see the point of the twenty dollar tag is to justify all the stuff that. I mean, look at Cuphead. That game could probably sell for like forty dollars, just on the graphics by itself and. You know what you do in the game and everything but it's probably going to be 20 bucks or whatever and and that's the thing like you were saying you know the ambition that it takes to make some of these now is is crazy and some of the money that's put into it you have to have the higher price stock in order for them to recoup some of the losses you know so yeah you take away the impulse buys but you're also getting better games you're yeah. still going to get crap here and there obviously but you're getting more games that are feeling like they don't feel like indies they feel like just digital games and but you're you're getting a big uh a big investment out of them or whatever so you know that that's probably going to be an argument till you know maybe there will be you know i think once we get this uh which, didn't they release it already, or are they going to release it, the whole Xbox preview thing, where basically it brings back the, where all the ga- all the indie games are going to have demos again? I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, when, it, when that's out there, and you do get to, like, preview the game, and you, maybe you get a lot more clunkers or whatever, maybe we'll see the prices go down uh, for some of them, and then the top-tier ones will be the ones that are $20, but... You know, just make sure you make a good game. You don't have to worry about the price. So, uh, there's apparently more bad news at Konami with uh, Japanese uh, financial newspaper Nikkei uh, having an article saying that employee morale is at an all-time low. Uh, They are saying that apparently Konami spent more than $80 million on the development of Metal Gear Solid V. Um, that apparently, you know, uh, part of Kojima's fall from grace is the fact that Metal Gear Solid 5 got delayed and all the money that was spent on it, and then also, it's not just Kojima, it's, there's apparently problems that go all the way back to 2010 with, uh, Dragon Collection, and that's when this mobile game called Dragon Collection, which made the company start looking at mobile games and games that don't cost as much 
that can make them money. This is why uh, the article says that uh, games like uh, From Love Plus and Suikoden aren't being made because it costs money, the company too much money to make them. Uh, there's also problems internally with the with with the company. Uh, imp there's cameras that apparently are being placed everywhere to monitor employee movements. Uh, time cards are used to monitor how long everybody's taking lunch. Uh, whoever's taking too long is getting shamed in the company. Uh, you know, apparently there's problems with email addresses. Uh, people are getting assigned to other jobs. Like if you're a game maker, you might get sent to the pachinko machine factory. Uh, you might have to deal with working at the fitness club instead. I mean, seems like a lot of problems going on at Konami. Not just Kojima and making games here. Mark. Yeah. He, see, the chairman is a 74-year-old dude who's pretty insane, like, from all accounts. And it's not surprising. I'm surprised they just don't install, like, toilets in the office chairs. So they never have to get up at all. Right. And the worst thing, too, is, like, apparently an employee said that they, they were leaving, and then whoever liked the status got sent to somewhere else. That's, like, that, really? That, that was Kojima's... Un, un, that's what happened to Kojima. He liked the, <laughs> he liked the tainted Facebook post and was banished. The power of Facebook. It ruins your job. <laughs> I saw the I saw, I saw, saw the thing today where they turned Silent Hill into a uh, slot machine. They turned what into slot Silent Hill? Really? The Silent Hill slot machine. <sighs> I sent that to a friend of mine, and I was just like, "Yep, this is what happened to your beloved Silent Hill franchise." <laughs> <sighs> That's terrible. I'm, su I'm actually surprised they don't do, like, a mobile version of Suikoden where they give you, like, three characters and say, buy all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going to do it. Don't give, don't give them bad ideas like that. Or, like, it'll be like some freemium thing where every, every day you, you can do a slot machine and you can either win some money, some items, or, like, another character to fill out the 109 stars of Destiny. 108, I think. I don't know which number it is anymore. <laughs> nice. But yeah, Konami's crazy. And they're not a game company anymore, so... Once Metal Gear Solid Five comes out, they can... They can stop. And all of yeah. their... All of their franchises can wither and die. At least until Sony buys them all up. Well, if they're not already withering and dying anyway... So we go from Konami having, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, it's kind of common sense. I had a news story here, but apparently the whole, like the people that are apparently like an ex uh, Rob Pardo that used to be the CCO of Blizzard, talking about how basically, you know, all these MMOs that don't want to be called MMOs, but they're taking... They're basically MMOs, like Destiny. Yeah. And how it just seems like... It's, just, it's the bad word today. Like, don't 
use that word, just call it something else, but we can still make it the same kind of game. I actually played WoW over the pa- over the past week. I got like seven days free time. That was fun. Yeah, I that yeah, that's what I got too. Actually, I should use I, that. I ran the I ran the raid I wanted to do four times. I didn't get a damn drop, and that reminded me why I never want to play that game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> eh, they all can't be like Diablo, right? No, but I, I'd like it to just say if you kill Baron Rivendale. Rivendare a hundred times, you'll get a stupid mount. I don't want to have to come a thousand times and hope it drops. <laughs> yeah, really, that's... Should have a set number or something, because you're... I mean, yeah, it does become a lot about raids or whatever once you get to the end game, but... Well, well for him, it's like an old dungeon, like, and I'm 50 levels of, like above. <laughs> so I can blow right. through that thing in five minutes. It just takes me a while to get through it, because you actually have to, like, do stuff in it. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's... Huh. So... PS Plus... Uh, is... They had a new feature leak... On the What's New section of the PS4... In the UK... That apparently now you'll be able to vote... For one of the games that gets put on PS Plus... Um, by choosing one of three titles... And then whichever one gets the most votes wins and that's the free game whereas the other two will get a discounted price for the entire month so like the demo video showed like grow home armello which is that tabletop like digital game and something else like zombie wizards or something some some weird game and it showed the percentage of one of them winning and, and whatnot so do you think... I just have a feeling that we're going to get... The, this is going to be kind of like the way WWE does voting sometimes. Uh, which Todd pointed out in 4PC that, like... They'll skew it to where you're voting for the one that they want to make free. You just don't know it. And the people that think you're going to get a bunch of AAA games this way... Probably not. Yeah. Because if, if you put AAA games against indie games... People are going to vote for the AAA game unless it just sucks. And they can't do it anyway because I think you have a they have a limit of like it has to be like a 75 on Metacritic or something. So yeah, it'll, just it'll, it'll just be like Guacamelee versus Rogue Legacy versus some other indie game like constantly. Like every month it'll just be that. Yeah, and then people will just keep complaining because. Or Ultra Drive Club will be on there, and that'll be funny. You can get the full version of Drive Club this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get the P. I can't get the update on the PS Plus version to work for me. It keeps saying can't download or whatever server error. That's worth like, a while. I'm like, oh well, just more problems with, with uh, Drive Club, I guess. Even though apparently it's already hit two million in sales, supposedly. That's just because there's no other good racing game on the PS4 at the time. I mean, now there's Project Cars, and that should be that should be selling. You think that's uh, and that's before the PS Plus edition? You think that's that's the reason? Then? Yeah, because there's no Gran Turismo. Yeah. Or there's no. I mean, it, I know it's a Microsoft franchise, obviously, but there's no Forza on PS4. And right. say we say what you will about uh, Forza Six and Horizon Two. 
but they're still good games, and they come out regularly enough. Like, we'll get, we'll get a Gran Turismo 7, I think, or 6. Maybe by the end of this decade. <laughs> yeah, they do take a little while with their Gran Turismo, don't they? And even if, it, even if we do, like, it's not going to get as good as Forza. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I think Forza's kind of got that figured out. The only way it's going to be better is if I think Gran Turismo 5 had, like, a moon mission, like a moon racetrack. If the entire game was set on the moon, that, then it'd be good. Yeah, they'll just, uh, they'll make their own rainbow road. Yep. Oh, introduce homing missiles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, something I'm sure you, uh, are interested in, there is apparently, uh... Yoshaki Hirabayashi has revealed that they are trying to get something done with a Resident Evil 2 uh, remaster. Yeah, not surprising because they can't make a Resident Evil 7. Well, you were the one that was saying that they wouldn't remake those two because they weren't readily or easily available. No, but I showed you that one cl- one video of yeah. like the like they made another like another guy made another one that's like Unreal Engine Four and it looks pretty rough, but it looks pretty doable if they tried. So they'll probably just take that guy's work and port it over. Probably, but you know, it, I mean, Capcom has said that you know that's part of their business strategy now is to make remake their old games until people just stop buying them, so... I mean, they've got... What, Resident Evil... Yeah, they got Resident Evil 2 and 3 still to go. And Code Veronica. I mean, they could do that one. Yeah, After. and that wouldn't be too bad, I mean, because that one was at least Dreamcast, so... They'll do, uh, Resident Evil 7 and Aerith comes back as a zombie. <laughs> he just chases you through the entire game with the sword still sticking out of her. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm interested too because Resident Evil 2, I think, was my my favorite one. So. I think if the, I would actually want them to change some of Resident Evil 2, like I'd want to spend a little more time in the city because once you get in that damn police station, it's like claustrophobic as hell. Isn't that kind of what they wanted you to do, though? Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 3 is kind of the city city one, but that was weird because like. No buildings were, like, you couldn't go in any buildings. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Good. Like, you could go, on a given street, you could go on, like, one building out of 40. And I'd say, like, wait, wait a second here. You can't just put up, like, a police barricade and say, you can't go in here. It's like, no. I, I could if I wanted to. <laughs> you just block us off. <laughs> yep. The invisible wall that blocks us off. I doubt they'd have the, uh, like, necrophilia uh, aspect of Resident Evil 2 remake, though. Yeah, probably not. That was a little weird. Funny, but weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna assume that it won't be in there. But I, yeah. The <laughs> things that could, uh, <laughs> incite, not, not a good deal. So, 
uh, Coalition has announced that Gears of War 4, the reason why we saw the trailer that we did at E3, is because they're going back to Gears of War 1 style of game, where mm-hmm. it's... The bad one? Being, yeah, it's... I didn't think it was bad. I liked it. I, I mean, I like the fact that it was different. Like, it wasn't this just another Call of Duty or whatever war game or whatever. I, I did like the fact that it was dark and you had to fight through the stupid... Uh, what was the name of the darkness or whatever it was? Wasn't it like the Clash or Kish or... Like yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. Okay. The, the fish monsters. Your smoke monster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and he's right. It was a monster game. I, I mean, there's other mechanics that they'll have to probably change from then. But going back to being dark, if they want to tell a new story, isn't a bad thing. I mean, don't wouldn't you want it to be different than what else is out there? Or did you just like the way it was in 3 more? Well, I thought 3 was a much better playing game. Like, that's what I meant. Like, if you go back to Call of Duty 1 now, it plays pretty rough. Right. Uh, like, the story is fine for what it is. Even some, like, some of that is kind of weird. But, I mean, if they want to try to do it, that's fine. But I'm getting, like, a little sick of the chains- of running up to dudes in this chainsaw and them all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, but also, that, like, that... Like smoke monster, whatever the hell was in that was in one was kind of was pretty annoying to deal with. <laughs> I think I've lost every time somebody says something about a smoke monster. So. Well, I think that it was like I I remember like the la- the boss fight at the end with General Rom. It's like you're on a train, he can like control them, they send them to your way, and they just get overwhelmed by him constantly. And it's like this isn't fucking Alan Wake, like. <laughs> This is not fun. <laughs> Unless you give me yeah. a flare gun to, like, keep these things off me. <laughs> well, that's why you learn, I guess, and you don't make that mistake in Gears of War 2, right? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they do take out some of the mistakes, obviously. You're going to make it dark. you got to make sure people can actually see. That was one of the problems with the game I had, it's like, it didn't matter how much brightness I added to it, it was hard to see sometimes yeah. what the hell I was doing or where I was going. I, I had to literally... At one point I got so frustrated I just had to let the fact tell me which step to take so I don't run into the stupid birds or whatever. It was like, okay, this is getting a bit much. <laughs> Shouldn't be this hard to navigate one piece of land here. Yeah. You should try plan you should try playing that game on PC sometime. It's very strange. <laughs> How is it more strange than the It just like it looks better, but something about it just does not feel right. Like when you're playing it. Even with the controller. Like the speed like it plays fine, but the speed just is not good for PC gaming. It's not oh it's not fast enough? No, I don't think so. That game was kind of slow. I remember that. Well, it's pretty methodical. Yeah, like it, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I mean, I actually like Gears of War 3 a lot, but... I, yeah, because Gears was all about the, you know, it was all about the cover and... 
you know, going from one cover to the next, so it was always just slow and methodical and stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, apparently they have confirmed that Zombie is going to get made for the PS4 and Xbox One and whatever, and that they are going to basically... There's going to be certain things that you can't do because of the, the game. It was just designed too much for the gamepad. Like, the single-system multiplayer apparently will not be one of the things that's in the game. But almost everything else will be. They'll just have to figure out another way to map it to your controller. So. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, that game had some flaws, but it was pretty well-regarded when it came out. Well, at least now they can fix them. Hopefully make them work for the new systems. Yeah. I'm sure Wii U owners will be pissed, but what are they not pissed about at this point? Uh, Sony has they're, sold 25 million consoles. They're so pissed about that Zelda, about Zelda possibly being canceled. <laughs> and now that's getting canceled? It didn't get announced for 2016 so far. Yeah, that that anybody that thinks that's not going to be an X an X game is kidding themselves at this point. Yeah, so yay Sony, you sold 25 million consoles. Uh, you've also apparently now got a keyboard, so apparently Microsoft is also going to come out with a keyboard for the Xbox One, since you can do the whole stuff with your PC. Uh, China has lifted the ban on their on game consoles, and now Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo can sell their consoles in China. We've seen them make special games for China and everything, but not home consoles. So, Sega's just gonna bring back the Dreamcast. That'll be the biggest one ever. <laughs> Aren't they like not? greatest of relations with Japan anyway? Sega? Or? No, China. Kind of. I mean, there's a long-running, long history of animosity there, but... So maybe Microsoft has a chance. No. no. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd hold out the hope for them. I, I, think, I think Sony will be number one over there, and Nintendo will be number two. Probably, yeah. I mean, Nintendo has a shot, I think, at being number one with all the recognizable characters and all that kind of stuff, too. And you'll have the full slate of Wii U games at that point. It won't just be when the console launched and you didn't have a lot out there for it, so... Yeah, but it, the problem with the Wii U is it's still missing a lot of the tentpole franchises. Like Zelda, Metroid, Mario. I mean, a real Mario game. That's the bullshit that's on the Wii U already. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Mario Kart's not bad though. I, I meant uh, no, I I don't mean Mario Kart because that's a fine that's a fine enough game. I meant like Mario Galaxy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You didn't like uh, 3D World or? No, it felt just like small. Right. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same as what you would think with a Mario. I mean, Mario Maker is going to be cool and everything, but it's not. That's not a game. That's a way to make games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's Little Big Planet with Mario. Like when you play like a when you play a Mario game, it should feel epic, like Mario sixty four or, or Galaxy or even. I mean, Sunshine isn't great, but that 
had a lot of shit in it. Right. Yeah. And 3D World and that other one just does not. <laughs> it felt True. like it felt like stop gaps. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you also got the new Super Mario Brothers and all that stuff, which is which is fine, but it's not what you want when you're looking at a new Nintendo console. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, uh, if you're playing esports, you better be careful because they're going to be piss testing you now for drugs and you know performance enhancing drugs at that because a lot of people admitted to using Adderall. Which really is, I mean, we we've seen NFL players get taken out of games or you know take lose games because they used Adderall. Using Adderall in a video game tournament is even worse because it's all about making sure you keep focus and everything, and that's all video games are about, really, making sure you have the supreme focus on what you're doing. You know, it makes sense with all the money that's being floated around now with these tournaments. You don't want them using any kind of drugs or medication or whatever. But what about the people that have the prescription? How are you going to stop that? You, know, you can police uh, it. Like, just make sure it's the recommended dosage and not taking, like, eight times the dosage. <laughs> but then, like, wouldn't you say that, like, even coffee could make you be laser focused or whatever and it's an advantage over people maybe that don't that can't get the coffee or that's why between before every match people have to slam for red bull <laughs> that'll be required that's just that's not killing you on the inside somewhere <laughs> it's just, so you'll watch them just pass out all yep. of a sudden <laughs> it, it'll be to see who can survive the longest <laughs> That's the real sport in the esports. I'd watch that. <laughs> Survival. So, how do you feel about? Well, you know, I, I this is something that there's. This is weird because, like, I thought this was more positive than I. I was waiting for the tirade of all tirades from Sony fanboys, but there didn't seem to be as much. Tomb Raider announces that exclusive to the Xbox. For an entire year, uh, it will hit the PS4 in 2016 holiday, whereas on the PC it will be early 2016. That's pretty significant to me. I mean, we all kind of figured it would be out there by, like, February or something. And now it's the PC version that will be out by February, but you won't get it until the holiday 2016 if all you have is a PS4. Well, there's two things. One, the PS4 version will have all the DLC in it. And two, the PS4 version is going to run better. <laughs> True. So you don't think there's going to be people going out and buying an Xbox One? No. Or... And also, the third one is PS4 has Uncharted. <laughs> that's, not coming out, that's not coming out until next year also, hopefully. But that's going to... like As much as I like Tomb Raider... That's going to be, be a better game than Tomb Raider 2. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that Microsoft didn't do this with the intent of thinking people would just rush out and buy PS4 or Xboxes. 
Because it's probably not. The percentage of the people that are going to be impatient and really go and waste $400 or $500 on a console, pretty slim. Especially when most people wait now for the games to go down in price or even wait for... Which is dumb. If the only reason you have PS Plus and Games for Gold is because you're waiting for your favorite game to get down to free, that's dumb. Because you'd be waiting a while for that. But, well, I, you know, yeah, I think Microsoft, I mean, they got the exclusive kind of for a reason because they don't have an Uncharted type of game. So right. like, that was actually good on them for doing it, as much as it annoys people. But, I mean, they don't. They don't really have third-person platformers. No, you're right. They don't. I mean, it was a good call for them. They needed to spend the money to do it because, you know, if you don't want to wait, you can just play Uncharted unless you're just a huge Tomb Raider fan or whatever. But even then, it'll eventually come. You know, you don't need to go spend the money on the Xbox unless you just want the Xbox for a reason or something. But Tomb Raider is not the game. I mean... I would still think that if you're going to buy the Xbox, it's like, you know, Halo 5 or or the Gears or, you know, whatever. But I don't know that Tomb Raider's doing that for you. Well, I would say except for Uncharted, like, the Xbox has a much better first-person lineup or first-party oh, yeah, lineup. Especially than... after what they announced at Gamescom. I mean, it's shredding Sony right now. Yeah. And so, like, even, like, even if you compare franchises, like... Uh, Forza versus Gran Turismo or Halo versus Resistance. Like, there's not a lot of contest between those two. And who knows when we'll get another Resistance if we do, because Gorilla's already doing Horizon, which that, I mean, that could be its own thing in, in its own way, so that's that's good, because Horizon is still going to be one of the games everybody's going to be waiting on. But Speaking of something people have been waiting on, though, uh, so apparently for Dose X, uh, Dose X to bring back non-deadly boss fights, which apparently is what's being promised for Mankind Divided. Uh, there's ways where you can stealth them, you can beat them in combat, or just have conversations where maybe you have a different way of getting out of the, out of the situation altogether. Do you like the non-lethal boss fights? Yeah, I mean it's fun if you ha if you do spec out that way you can do it. The problem with that methodology though is you can't do that with a normal grunt. You either have to run by him, stealth by him, or kill him. So, like yeah, the, but the boss fights are what's really the big deal, right? Like, I mean, you should be able to kill the grunt, no problem. Yeah, but in, like in Deus Ex, the uh, Human Revolution one, like, a lot of people complained about them. Those boss fights were ridiculously easy if you did it correctly. What was everybody doing wrong then? If they're... They, they, no one ever got the Typhon weapon. Because once uh, you got that, and you have at least two of the ammo, you can run up to a boss, hit it twice, and they're instantly dead. <laughs> nice. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so have you gotten to New Game Plus in Witcher 3 yet? Or? Hell no. I don't even have that. I After my Windows 10 catastrophe, I don't even have that installed right now. Yeah, so you you got the new Windows 10. You want to explain to people? Yeah, well, I'd wanted to do a fresh update, like in, like a free format anyway. But I did an update originally, which was fine. Like 
some stuff didn't quite work correctly, so I just did the like a reformat and did it like a fresh install. After I did that, I had no audio driver. I had no touchpad driver since I'm on a laptop. And my external drive, hard drive, would not stop shutting off. Like if I, it was in use, it was fine. But after about a minute, if it wasn't in use, it would just turn off and disconnect automatically for some reason. And my philosophy is is three strikes and you're out. So I got rid of it. Yeah, I would have too. Like Cortana didn't work for me because my microphone apparently. Uh, it kept like trying to reinstall the drivers that I had to kill in the first place, which is really annoying. It was just not a great experience. And I'm sure, like, six months from now, once people bitch enough about the automatic updates and everything, like, they'll stop that crap because it's bothersome. Like, I showed you a picture just a few minutes ago. My friend's desktop is completely screwed up because of Windows 10. Like, the font is all messed up. And that's not... I, I remember that, like, always seems to happen, though, when you, like, do updates. It just screws with stuff. And you have to, like, manually go in there and yeah, fix it again. It's annoying, but... I mean, you really shouldn't do that. It should just install what it needs to and leave all your stuff alone. But just... You'd hope so. <laughs> but it seems like it never is that easy. There's always something goes wrong and you have to wind up redoing it or not doing it at all. Or... Yeah, and I also took, like... Installing Windows 10 took a pretty long time for me. It took me about four hours. My friend, my friend, it took him 23. Wow. 23? Yeah. From, like, start to finish. Why? It just kept hanging. Ah. What kind of computer does he have? A pretty decent one. Like, it's not, like, it's not, like, like, mine... Flowing fast, but it's you know good enough yeah, to play most not, games. <laughs> yeah, not bad. So, uh, Bethesda announced the Fallout Anthology Collection, which includes Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, Fallout 3, Game of the Year Edition, and New Vegas Ultimate Edition for fifty dollars. Comes out September 29th. Um. And, and it's all packaged inside a Fat Man mini nuke replica. And you can even put in your Fallout 4 game disc in there, too, if you want. Interested, or...? Oh, I didn't pre-order it, but I have friends who did, and they were like, I gotta get that now. <laughs> it does look cool with the mini nuke thing. I kind of sort of, like, was almost tempted, but I was like, uh... I just, I so, question, I just wonder if that thing is going to be, like, super rare or not. Probably, I'd imagine they're not going to make a bunch of those. I imagine they might might increase demand a little, or like supply a little, because of how how people went over Fallout 4. I think they'll eventually just come out with some kind of disc collection or whatever and not have that. Yeah. Because it's, it's just going to be too much for them to make the little mini nuke thing at some point. They'll start 3D printing it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. 
So I think you asked about this or whatever with one of the things about Fallout 4 when we were talking about it before with all the guys on there. Um, you'll have up to 12 companions in the game and you can romance them. Uh, regardless of gender, you, you won't be able to romance animals. What about robots? I want to I wanna have sex with that, with that maid robot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will not be able to romance dog meat or codsworth. Sadly for you. Time to cancel my pre-orders. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's cool. At least, you know, you're not... You, you don't have to worry about being alone, I guess, in, in Fallout 4. So. I just kind of hope the companions do more than they did in Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Which was... nothing. Kind of. Like, it was kind of, it was kind of cool to like, hear Felicia Day talk to you, but that was about it. Like, they actually didn't do like jack shit in that game. <laughs> well, I mean, they won't have to do too much to do more than that, then. Uh, one of the things that we'll be talking about tomorrow, probably, is the new WoW expansions getting announced. So. Great. You can tell them, you can tell them excited already. <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to take for this one to come out. I, I can tell you what it's going to be exactly right now. What? It's going to be an update to Northrend, wow. and they'll have they'll have the Lich King because that's the continent that needs updating right now. Because yeah. they already did like the main world and Outland, and the right. next one is Northrend, and the expansion after that is going to be uh, Panda Land. <laughs> Panda Land again. Somebody can get pissed off that they did Pandaria again. Uh. Well, like they'll have like I, I, it'll, it'll be like the Lich King returns or something like that, you know. Well, Lich King was pretty cool. We so killed him. You killed him. Uh, the the frozen throne, or not frozen throne, but whatever the hell they called that third second expansion. Burning Crusade. No, that's that's the first one. Oh, um, Wrath the Lich King. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you kill him in that, but he like he, he like. Becomes a different person, essentially. Yeah, I mean, we'd be like, well, we revived the Heroes of the Storm, so now you can come back to this, too, I guess. Those face, like, uh, Sarah Kerrigan is, like, the final, like, raid boss of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're the fucking crossover ever. It'd be great. Surprised they haven't tried to put Diablo stuff in that, too. Yeah. So... So do you think it's a big deal that they don't have split-screen multiplayer for Halo 5, or...? I think for a select age group it is. But for most people, hell no. And that age group is college frats. Or college people. Right. Because most people play a game, when they want to play with someone, they play, you know, online. Right. And college, yeah. like college frats, are about the only place, like that you're with with a group of guys like around you constantly that you can play a game like Halo or Madden or something like that together. Yeah, I mean, because I remember, you know, Halo One and Two when you didn't have the online, and then you had to do the system link or whatever. But other than that, you know, once you got the online, you didn't have to get all together and and do that. But 
I mean, this is kind of the way most gaming is going. It's all online multiplayer for the most part, unless you're playing on a Nintendo console. So, I mean, yeah, I think you kind of had to expe expect it. And people complaining. Hopefully, just whatever they're saying is that is the reason they took it out for really actually happens with the game and not. Well, you know, we're just saying this and we don't see it. There's two things. First off, uh, I mean, it probably is a pretty big technical challenge to, like, split the game half and half like that. Right. That's probably accurate. Uh, second, like, as far as, co like, college frats and stuff, you're not going to, like, you're not going to invite, like, a coworker over to say, you want to go come over and play Halo with me right now? Like, no. You just say, go go to your house and play your copy of Halo, yeah. and I'll, I'll join in. Exactly. But... but, but the worrisome thing with with that is, look at Halo Master Chief Collections online. Like, is Halo Five going to be stable enough? It better be, because I'll tell you right now, that's just people are not going to tolerate that. You will see massive returns. <laughs> Absolutely massive returns of people just being like, "Okay, that's it. I'm done with Halo," because. Can't get the multiplayer right, and yeah, and that's, they, they can really only screw it up that one time. And if they screw it up again, it's not going to be game over for Halo, obviously, but it's going to be game over for a lot of the goodwill that Halo has had. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'll be great you know, for me that I love the single player. I'll be fine. But you know, most people play with the multiplayer, and you get them upset. They can't play their favorite mode. It's it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, they'll just move back to Call of Duty or Battlefield or whatever, something else. Yeah, it's just exactly, and then they won't give, they won't pre-order Halo the next time because they're gonna wait to see if it works and all that stuff. And Microsoft's gonna lose sales, and that's not good. Well, I didn't think I'd ever hear the words Nintendo and Blizzard together in one setting, but apparently that might happen if Universal Studios develops this theme park that they might actually do, along with the other two that they already have over there in Orlando. And it's going to be filled with Nintendo properties, because they've made so many of them that they feel like they have to make a new park for it. And Blizzard will be there, because um, World of Warcraft's, the, the movie, they have the rest of the movie, and you know, the other uh, Blizzard properties will be around there as well. I want the bad guys of the Warcraft franchise to, like, invade Nintendo land. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I want to I want to see, like, a, a person dressed in an orc costume, like, beating the shit out of Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> they just have, like, epic bat. This is the, the news. It'll the just news be a, Super Smash Brothers. It'll just be a, it'll just be a raid. <laughs> Literally this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know that we're ever going to get a crossover game out of it or something, but, I mean, I guess it could be the new... We could have Nintendo cards that into Heroes of the Storm or something. It wouldn't be that bad, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it would be kind of cool if they, like, included, like, Jimmy Rainer and, and like, Smash Brothers, but that's about it. Put Diablo in there to scare all the kids. I'm having me like 80 feet tall. 
exactly. You just bigger take, than bigger you, than Nokia. You just take one step. No, you just take one step, and everyone's eliminated. <laughs> like, no, we cannot pick the cheap character in uh, this tournament. Uh, Nintendo has apparently already got filed a patent for their sleep monitoring technology. Um, the vitality sensor lives. <laughs> I still don't understand why we're doing this. Like Nintendo making a thing that monitors your sleep is still weird to me. But I guess whatever gets to sales, I don't. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> for for you know what I in Japan I can totally see this working. Like I don't know about here though, but like it only works if it's like okay here's a Mario game. And you do well at it if you sleep correctly. But if you toss and turn, you die. <laughs> well, apparently, like, okay, so the sensors, there's going to be a microphone, a camera, and it's going to have image information. So the sensors are going to detect your pulse rate, temperature, and other body measurements. And then Nintendo servers are going to calculate your sleep score. So it's like a game of... I'm only into that if they actually had achievements. <laughs> you know they somehow if Microsoft or Sony made one of those, they would have it. <laughs> like try to get this score tonight. Well that's what and the connect is doing when you sleep it just spies on you. <laughs> and it, it knows what to sell you later on. That's creepy. <laughs> but it can be true. Oh, I saw his eyes dilate when he was watching Raw. I'll keep note of that. <laughs> so, um... Square inadvertently might have said some things about the NX. Uh, they were making a... You know, because they announced the Dragon Quest X and Eleven or are coming out for 3DS and PS4. And then they sort of said that there might be showing up on the NX as well. And that apparently Dragon Quest XI is going to run on Unreal Engine 4. So... The NX is going to run on Unreal Engine 4. So... No so Android. <laughs> well, I think, I think if I get it to run on that, but the problem with the NX right now is... Even if it came out, like, tomorrow... And, but it had comparable specs to the PS4 and Xbox One. Like, by the time the new versions of like, the PS5 and the Xbox Two come out, those specs are going to blindside it again. Well, I, I have a feeling that there it's going to be another short window for them if they did that. Like, it'll be just... Okay, we're going to have to kill it by the time they're making the new whatever and all come out together again because it's just... They, they can't. can't. They can't keep being behind, or they're never gonna. Yeah. Gain a foothold again. It's it's always gonna be them being behind. I just can't imagine how that benefits them at all. What's well, cheaper? But that's about it. Yeah, but it's just not helping the people that are wanting to play these Nintendo games. I mean, at some point. They don't matter. The inferiority complex is gonna get in. I mean, well, because all these little gimmicks that they keep putting in after the Wii, they're not. They're, I just feel like they're gonna be seen like that, and they're not gonna work. You know, another think it's gonna be kind of the sad thing is, is the last time Nintendo had a actual 
like technically superior console is the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that is sad. Like the N sixty four did a lot of good things, but not having a goddamn CD drive was not one of them. <laughs> True that, sir. So, what else is on here? Uh, ah, we're gonna get into a few movie things here. Dungeons oh, I... and Dragons is finally gonna get a movie now that everybody has figured out their lawsuit. I hope Marlon Wayans comes back with the sequel. <laughs> oh my god, that movie was terrible. What, like, why, why is this news? Like, is there any hope that it's going to be better than that one? No, because you can't top perfection. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this is news because, yeah. Apparently now it's uh, going to happen. The Orphan and Wrath of the Titan screenwriter, David Leslie Johnson, has already made the script. Um, the, if it, oh, go on. The producers are Brian Goldner and Stephen Davis of Hasbro. Um, yeah, so apparently I'll, they're happy about it. There's, this is an enormous opportunity to have a rich fantasy setting of the Forgotten Realms brought to life together with the creative powerhouse of Warner Brothers he used the movies to tell the stories of the enchanted passionate D&D fans so you want to know what that movie's going to be I can here's the screenplay you're going to have the orcs versus the humans and you're going to have the orc general versus the human general and right as they're going to strike like hit each other with swords you're going to see a big fat die tumble from the sky onto the <laughs> battlefield and it'll be like 17 so the orc hits the, hits the human guy for 17 damage. And then you see another cut color die hit, like, roll on the same battlefield. It would be, like, 19. So the human guy wins. Uh, well, wouldn't they have to make it a little bit different than, find, than, than World of Warcraft? Because that's pretty much what World of Warcraft is going to be. Yeah, but there's no die. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the differentiator. There's no die, so... It is the one that started it all, so they just have to keep going with the die. Uh, uh, you know. It'll just be like a Knights of Badass in Part 2, which no one wants. Uh, I'll, I'll, that'll be certainly one of those that I'll just wait till, you know, DVD or something. Uh, Attack on Titan is so popular, it's now getting its own chibi version of the anime. Uh, it's going to show up in Japan in October. Um, if you don't know what Attack on Titan is, it's pretty bloody and has crazy titans that kill people. And you slice their necks to kill them and stuff. It's just, It's awesome, you should go watch it. The live-action movie is... The part one's already out in Japan. Uh, it should be coming to the States, I think. In like a month or two, something like that. And then part two comes, I think, around the holidays to the States. So. I saw the um, DC movie last night. Yeah, how, how is that? Like, like, Goku commits murder. It's pretty alright. Awesome. Now I want to see it. But unfortunately, there's no Bingo Dance part two, so... It gets one star knocked off for that. Damn. 
Well, I mean, then you can go watch the Naruto live-action movie then. Right? That's that's what we all wanted to see. Only if it's a musical. <laughs> okay, so Sylvester McCoy, who is a former doctor, says that he doesn't think that the doctor should ever be a woman. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Fine. Because they can always create another female character if they wanted to. I mean, isn't that kind of like what they're doing with this season and the previous season? That, like, the lady with the glass eye or whatever it is is sort of like the doctor? Ooh, glass eye? The, uh, what, what's her face? The, the villain that was there at the end of last season? The, that's in the whatever's supposed to be like the afterlife or oh uh, Missy yeah well she's I she yeah it's the ma- the master yeah yeah it's the master so yeah you can always try to turn her to good or I mean just create another character I mean there have been yeah there, exactly there, see that there have been other female characters like like time lords that have been female so right like I mean they can always have a woman do it. But I think some of, I wouldn't say gravitas, but, like, impact might be lost a little. Like, you can call me sexist if you want, but that's just kind of how I feel. Like, there are certain characters, like, fictional characters, that are pretty gender-specific. Right, like, he makes the comparison to James Bond. Like, James Bond, you're not going to suddenly have Jane Bond. I mean, it's just not happening, right? Like, just, it's always James Bond. We'll have have Lady Vader. Yeah. You can have a villain that's a woman or whatever because they're different every time, but it's just, it's, that's the gender, you know? It's just like, now if we're talking about, like, race or something, that's a whole different deal. But... I, I, I mean, again, you can... It's not about a sexism thing. I think it's just there's certain characters that just... They don't need to be gender-switched. Just yeah. because we're a different society now, or whatever. I mean, yeah. It's kind, kind of dumb to me, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I would so go for Ildis Elba being uh, the doctor one day, if he ever wants to do it. I have yeah. no problem with that. You know, but I I just don't know if I I think if you want to make allusions to like uh, Clara having Doctor Powers or whatever stuff like that, but her being the Doctor or someone else being the Doctor, I think. I mean, I I don't even care, you know, that they they have a a female master or whatever. That doesn't bother me, but it's just the Doctor. It's, it's, it's always been that way. It's just, it's weird to all of a sudden you're going to change it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba would be cool, but he'd be like, I got to do 13 episodes? All right, I'm out. <laughs> I only do four. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's funny, it's funny they're making a Luther out of, like, the U.S., or making a Luther for U.S. airways. Yeah, that is weird. Like, I don't. Like, Luther's a good show, but you gotta do a minimum of 13 episodes. It's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 haven't, they haven't done 13 episodes so far. 
Yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, that's weird. You're... They don't even have... What, they done like 8 or 10, something like that? I think 11? Because I know they did... I think they did 3 and 3. And I want to say like 4 or 5 for the, like, the last season. And that was it. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the same way about that Black Mirror show. Like, I love that show, but they're making an American version, and it's like, this right. is not this is not going to end well at all. Yeah, it's like the American version of Broadchurch. Like, why was that even need to be made? It's just unnecessary. Or, or the one of uh, the IT crowd. Yeah. That was bad. That pilot was hilariously bad. So, uh, this could be bad or good. Apparently, not only are we getting the female reboot of Ghostbusters, even though this has apparently been shot down now, I don't know. People say, people do this all the time. They shoot things down, then they reappear, and then they don't. And then, How many times did we hear that Channing Tatum was not going to be Gambit, only for them to announce that he's made a deal to be Gambit now, or whatever the hell? But apparently we might be getting an all-male cast, separate Ghostbusters movie with Chris Pratt, and Channing Tatum being two of the Ghostbusters. And then apparently the writer said that they might be intermingled. The, the females and males together. Like have two, two females and two males. And it's like, okay, I don't know what y'all are doing, but whatever. Do, where, where do you fall on this whole thing with the Ghostbusters? And... They're trying to squeeze as much money as they can out of... <laughs> I just think that the just, I mean, the all-female one works because it makes it different. Once you start rebooting it, I think it's. Yeah, but they're not though. I mean, you can say they are. Like, I mean, it'll be new characters and like a new setting, but they look almost exactly the same as the '80s version. The car is the same. The proton packs are the same. It's like if they wanted to reboot it, they should just do it. And I'd say, oh, we got new characters, but all this forty-year-old, thirty-year-old technology—it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, why isn't the technology from this, from the present day? I don't. Why? Why are we doing? Well, so we all of a sudden, okay, like with the females, I can kind of believe it though. Like, okay, so these four females all of a sudden are the Ghostbusters. All right, whatever. But like, as soon as you make another all-male cast. So what? Why why are they using the same old stuff from before? That doesn't make any sense. I think the only one that looks good is the blonde, who looks like Egon. <laughs> right. I also don't know who any of those women are. I don't watch. Melissa McCarthy is. I kind of do. That she's the only one that's like semi-recognizable. But I never watch SNL, so nope. <laughs> Yeah, Kristen Wiig was also in Bridesmaids, which is pretty funny. Alright, I think we kind of hit everything. Unless, you know, we want to talk about the two new Worms games that are getting made. But I, I have a friend who's continually obsessed with Team 17 and always disappointed. And he'll never learn. <laughs> yeah, at some point. <laughs> you gotta, like... I guess move on from that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just stop. Just a time to abandon the, the cause. 
Alright, so if this was your first time listening to the show, uh, we want to say thank you for that. And also that you can follow us on Twitter at, at Co-op... Uh, at Coop Multi Live because they don't let you put dashes on Twitter handles. So, at Coop Multi Live, you can follow us on there. Of course, you can find us on 411 and the game zone in the column section that's where our the podcast will be put in and of course we write things on there as well uh what do you what what did you write about this week uh top eight franchises that should go away that was pretty fun how did you get a lot of comments yeah i got about 30 so far most of them were defending sonic which is unforgivable I really wish they had blocking powers on, the, on this website. Actually, actually, I wish they had like a ray that could just sterilize people through the screen. <laughs> like, nope, you can't be allowed to breed anymore. Sorry. <laughs> because you wanted to defend Sonic, I'm sorry. Uh, I had the four PC just got released uh, this week. We pretty much covered the four questions that were in there. We talked about the PS Plus. Uh, voting thing, the Final Fantasy 7 uh, battle system deal, uh, a few other things in there as well. Um, oh, we didn't talk about this. So Ron Perlman says he doesn't want to put the makeup on, but he says the fans deserve to have a Hellboy 3. Are you a Hellboy fan? or? I like the first two movies well enough. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the two first movies. I yeah, the way the second one ended, you have to have that third one. I mean, I think that he's right in that we do deserve to get an ending. So let's have him piloting a uh, a neck in Pacific Rim too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. So yeah, I mean, there's that. The GameStop Five this week will be top five where. Are Microsoft-owned Rareware games, um, so that in, in honor of Rare Replay coming out this week, uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow sometime talking about everything you know the, the announcements from Gamescom and what's happening out of that. You know how Microsoft looks coming out of that, which I think they they're killing it right now after that announcement there. Um, as far as games, uh, this week, like I said, Rare Replay. That's um, kind of about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's about it, right? Um, next week we got the Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Ooh, you know, we were all waiting for that. Uh, Toy Soldiers War Chest. Uh, Everybody's Gone to Rapture. Which that might be cool. Sounds really interesting. Uh, the Goat Simulator coming to the Sony systems, because we were all waiting for that. Again, the Five Night at Freddy's final chapter coming out of that was on. That came out last week. Uh, whoa, yeah, it came out a week early, right? It's supposed to come out this week. They, they released four of those things in a year. It needs to stop. <laughs> Why did not release five? Isn't it Five Nights at Freddy's? Wouldn't you have five nights? Don't worry, he'll release that in uh, like three months and he needs to make another rent payment. 
just... That's weird. I don't mind that franchise, but you can't release four of that game in a year. Less than a year, I should say. Yeah, but isn't it episodes? No! Oh, it's four different games? It, and, and, yeah, it's different characters, I mean, different settings, stuff like that. Oh, well... Like the okay, la- yeah. This last one is like a children's birthday party or something. They're in a bedroom. It's like, what? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, well, I kind of agree with you there. That Everybody's Gone to Rapture game looks really, really interesting. I yeah. Check that out for sure. Um, Toy Soldiers, always good games, so I'd recommend actually checking that out as well. So, there's always the, uh, Spider, Right to the Shrouded Moon that you can play on your mobile. And don't go watch Fantastic Four. That's terrible. Yeah. That you're, you're wasting your money. Please don't. Yeah. So that, that about wraps it up. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then. Later. See you later. <laughs>